This episode is brought to you by Utini, the new and easy way to stay up to date with Star Wars books by having them delivered right to your door every month. Enter the giveaway in the description below or use promo code SWBPODCAST for $5 off your first month. Pick your class and learn your master points because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 126 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we'll be going over microtransactions and what its future in Battlefront 2 could be. Let's get started. But before we get started, we want to promote the, the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast book bag at Utini. Utini.com slash Battlefront and you'll get to the page you needed. And it is a three to six month subscription that has everything you need to know about Battlefront 2 in book form and comic form. If you can, we would really love to have you support us through that way. Letting them know that you enjoy that helps us to build more cool things like this. So if you use the code SWB podcast, it'll be about $16 a month for three months and you'll be all set i can't believe that we have our own star wars book bag subscription thing it's crazy but now let's get into microtransactions in battlefront 2 the history of microtransactions in battlefront 2 is a little rocky to say the least yeah but not very long lasting no since the only people that could take advantage of the microtransactions, which is paying real money for things in-game, blasted for the people that played on Origin 10 days early, 10 days, or more likely, uh, if you pre-ordered the game, you got a three-day early access, or it might have been even two days. But it was it was a short period of time, and at launch, where most people played the game... There was no way to spend real money for anything. Yeah, even the in-game purchases didn't really, you know, weren't very effective in getting certain star cards because you mostly got repeats. Yeah. Um, It'd be more effective to buy things for the crafting parts than anything since it was very inefficient to just buy the the crates for the, the star cards themselves. Contrary to everything the news had to say about it, they didn't really have an oh my gosh pay to win situation for the game. It was just a crappy a crappy progression system that got blown out of proportions. I mean, people were blowing it up that it's so pay to win, but the game honestly wasn't that pay to win. Yeah, even if you have every single star card in the game max leveled and the best equipped to every class, it's still not you still don't really have an advantage over players who don't have that. Yeah, it's still a skill-based game, and everyone has a base set of weapons for their class and a suggested amount of star cards. Yes. Something also, just before we get deeper into the subject, we've got two, two, two items of news. So one, Jetpack Cargo is no longer able... You're, you're, no, longer, you're no longer able to play Jetpack Cargo in Battlefront 2. Uh, as of yesterday, which is Monday the 5th, they took it out. 
And the second thing is Matthew Everett, uh, Sledgehammer 70, is has put in his resignation for EA and will no longer be the community manager for Battlefront. So those are just the two, some of the biggest news. And also uh, Di- uh, Dennis tweeted about finishing up the, the next patch. So that's pretty interesting. S- said the UI team should be proud for the, what, the work that they did, which is interesting having some UI changes possibly. Uh, I don't have too much trouble with the UI in this current Battlefront, but any UI in any game could use some work. Yeah, And it's interesting to see what they will do with that. Now let's get back into the the topic of microtransactions. So the history of microtransactions in Battlefront 2 is short-lived, but also at the same time it was it long it lived longer than the microtransactions were even in the game. Even now I run to, into people online or through the comment sections on YouTube or through Reddit and I see still the EA is a terrible company and Battlefront 2 sucks because it's pay to win even though they took out microtransactions if it's been out since November when the game came out so several months and they haven't been in there but still the majority of people's opinions on the game is that it's a terrible microtransactions pay to win game and it's not that case Uh, at the start of the game it could have been that way but not really but now the game is, has completely removed that aspect of the game. And now you can play game modes and you can have fun with those. And it's not pay to win. And now we're just waiting to see what the future of the progression system and the microtransaction at the loot boxes in Battlefront 2 will be. Because like they said, when they removed it, the microtransactions and the loot boxes will be returning. We just don't know how. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Me personally, I'm not buying any microtransactions for this game i mean i we might just to you know tell you guys how it is yeah if we will we would do it for the podcast and like if it's customizations and maybe there's a random chance to get an exclusive skin maybe i think that would be something that would push me personally to buy uh, the loot boxes with real money no i'm just interested to see how the pricing will be yeah because I mean, skins depends on how the progression system works. I hope they do it kind of like Fortnite to where you can buy this certain thing and you can work your way up towards skins so it has a progression system within the microtransactions. So it's not just like, okay, I'll buy that and I get that. I'll buy that and I get that. Maybe they can have uh, challenges within the microtransactions. What, What I really want to see, and this is what I hope they do, is they have the progression system and the microtransactions to be two separate things. So the progression system is all alone by itself. This is how you're going to level up your the, your class, your weapons, and all of that. And then separate from that, we've got the loot boxes, which you can take advantage of by using real money or just earning with in-game credits. And you'll use those credits or real money to buy loot boxes and have a random chance for customization which is what i really hope they do yeah and if they do microtransactions really blatantly i just hope it's mostly cosmetics if i'm gonna be i'm gonna call it now if they if they mess up this opportunity to go back and remedy everything battlefront 2 will die battlefront 2 and the name battlefront and 
possibly the licensing for EA Star Wars games would be really, really damaged in the eyes of uh, regular Joe gamers or uh, especially the, the press and the media. Yeah. I mean, after the whole debacle of loot boxes and microtransactions, NPR was covering it, which is crazy because that's their main demographic would be the the older age demographic. Are you making accusations on NPR stage? But when you think NPR, you don't think, oh, they're going to be covering game news. No, you think they're going to be covering uh, politics and, and old people news economics and that kind of stuff i'm not necessarily saying it's just for old people because i listen to npr every now and then but you don't think of npr as your place to hear gaming news so when you hear that it's huge that they they've reached the boundaries of what game and regular regular media also has to say about that because also uh like regular entertainment news websites and that kind of thing we're covering this whole debacle and that's not good if they if they fail and mess this up one more time i don't know if they can bounce back from it even if i mean the gameplay and all of of the whole the game itself is wonderful they've they've got the they've got the the gameplay and the graphics are amazing yeah the thing with the bad publicity was it just like a snowball effect um you know, multiple game sources were, you know, covering this and it's how it's pay to win. And then people started hearing about that without researching it. Yeah, through the grapevine, and it slowly got worse and worse. And they were just spreading the news that they didn't quite research to their friends, and then it just kept going on from there. Exactly. And now, after a short break, we'll go into some of the examples of good and bad loot crates and microtransactions in games. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. Microtransactions are something that game, the games industry love because it's another way to further your game monetarily. And games are really, really expensive to make. Yeah, back in the day, you could charge a set price for a video game, and that's all you needed. Yeah. Now it's evolved to where if you don't have microtransactions, it's like, what are you doing? I mean, even the small indie games have microtransactions. One of the more blatant examples of microtransactions done terribly is in the mobile area of gaming, uh, where where they tie the whole they they give you game free and then they tie every every little tier into a purchasable thing. So you couldn't be able to progress in the game unless you buy things, and that's the worst example that you can get. Um, microtransactions in gaming is something that I think will stay um, because um, 
honestly, gamers right now don't want to pay $80, which is kind of the thing that would keep microtransactions out of it. So we've got microtransactions instead, and we've got the $60 price tag of a game. I think that's going to stay, because the whole hundreds of millions of dollars to make a game and then try and sell that isn't working and it's not going to be able to be sustained as we move forward and make higher quality games that take more people and takes more money. So unless we get a a price hike for games, which I doubt would go over that well, microtransactions will be here to stay. But now that we've got that out of the way and microtransactions are here to stay, let's go into some of the examples of good and bad microtransactions. So some good microtransactions would be in Overwatch, where you can spend real money to buy loot crates to get customization. And Call of Duty also does this where they, again, customization. And that's what I think leads and ties in perfectly to a good loot crate microtransaction system, is if you can take it away completely, distance itself from the actual experience of the game, and just make it something that's skin level. is isn't very deep. It's something that would be cool, but you don't necessarily need. Yeah. Well, let's get this straight. People love skins and customizations. I mean, yeah, look I at- myself love it, and like I'm considering buying customization for free games like Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite is a perfect example, and Fortnite, yes... Some people are getting tired of it. I know I've I've gotten a little weary, weary of everyone saying, oh, look at Fortnite, look at Fortnite. But there's a reason that everyone's saying look at Fortnite because they are doing something fantastic. They've got this free game. It's it's done really well. And the, the progression system, the communication and all of that is really well done. So there's a reason that people are bringing up Fortnite when they're talking about how Battlefront 2 could be better. Yeah. Even like just making skins for certain heroes or certain classes that are still canon but look really awesome. Yeah. And not everything has to be canon. Like we've got the canon aspect in the the campaign. It doesn't have to carry over because we've got heroes versus villains where we've got Ray fighting Darth Maul, even though Darth Maul died. No, he didn't. Way before Rey was even born. We've got Return of the Jedi Luke fighting Kylo Ren. That those canonness in Battlefront 2 doesn't need to be there because we've got ridiculous things like heroes versus villains where everyone's time traveling. Okay, we've got heroes that cross over in Galactic Assault that were never even on uh, Naboo ever in their lives. So we don't necessarily need to have everything be canon. Again, I don't know because they're stuck on this canon thing. But unless it's a campaign or a story, you don't necessarily need it to be that. Yeah, we need the Senate Palpatine skin. That would be pretty cool. Like skins, they don't necessarily, they don't need to have so much time put into them. Again, dice is always about the quality so they're going to put that extra time into it but maybe just have a smaller division inside of dice just set up on skins that would be a great way to introduce the progression system yeah just like they just added the uh hoth skins that are currently yeah the hoth Hoth skin challenges like that's a great idea and while the the challenges themselves are a little Meh, and the tracking for everything is, again, subpar. It's a great idea, 
bring that into the progression system, or not the progression system, the loot boxes and the microtransactions, and you're off to a great start because everyone loves skins. People have been asking for skins. They want loot crates. It, we, we all understand that loot crates will be in the games now, but we also think that skins are the way to go with those microtransactions. My advice is just stick completely with cosmetics when it comes to purchasing in-game items because you can have a free crate and then a purchasable crate. The free crate, it should be like usual. You can open it and get some star cards and the pay crate should just have cosmetics that you can only obtain through microtransactions. Or you can have different tiers of uh, the loot boxes. Maybe you have a rare loot box where you can get the rare skins or and then the free one you have a less chance to get those rare skins and that kind of thing. So you can have a tier system to where you can purchase these loot boxes, maybe you get them randomly for the same amount of money and then you can also get the free ones that are the daily login crates. So step away from having into the progression system Step away from that that thing that you've got set up and just start over, which I think and I hope that they're they're doing that. It's which is why they're taking their time with it. If not, like I said earlier, it's going to be hard for this game to bounce back if there's another flop for the progression system. We don't want any of the crates being like crappy Yu-Gi-Oh packs where you just get the same card over and over. Yeah, there's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference right there. Time to duel. <laughs> Uh, let's go into the mic- bad examples of microtransactions, which... Like Battlefront 2. Uh, for my research into microtransactions, bad microtransactions are found more in the MMO genre of games than any other game I could see. Because uh, most of the other multiplayer games just go with customization, which is good. Uh, but MMOs are more... They're more and more becoming free starter packs, and then you can upgrade your heroes and that kind of stuff by purchasing them with actual money, where some players have spent upwards to thousands of dollars for heroes. I think in, um, I think it's Dota, you can spend 1500 on all of, if you get all of the heroes in the game. Which is pay to win. Yeah, exactly. Some heroes are better than others, but... Again, there's that, that double standard that that we have as mediators. We're like, oh, look at this thing over here. Look at how bad Battlefront 2 is. Well, in the background, we've got MMO staking off with all of our money. Um, so there's that as well. And MMOs have just become really bad about giving you a free game. Uh, but if you want to be competitive with it, you're going to have to get these other heroes. Then we've got the mobile area of games. And mobile area is very very bad but most of the you know microtransaction based games are free in their defense yes that's how they get you they get you the 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 first taste is free yeah um you know a prime example is clash of clans yes that's where you 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 have the free game you don't have to pay but they're going to limit and strangle you so much in your progression that you're going to be okay i can't handle this anymore i'm going to give you money so i can speed this up Um, that's that's their whole model is we we, you can play this game it's free though you're going to be doing a lot of waiting you're going to be doing a lot of just setting up and checking in every now and then uh, throughout the day or 
you could pay us $5 and you can speed this up and take half the time. So it's things like these that make covering this topic interesting from a design perspective and as DICE a a way to remedy this for themselves. And that's going to be the hardest part is making sure that they've got a system that will hold up throughout the life of this game, but also support itself so they can keep on making DLCs and bringing us content every month, seasons and that kind of thing, while also keeping the story under control. So if, if it's if it's good, make sure everyone knows it's good. Make sure there isn't anything that people can blow out of proportions like they did with Battlefront 2. And make sure you've got the standards and everything that, that needs to be there, there, and not just launch a half-baked system that you're going to improve on later. I mean, that's very tempting to just launch it now and then see what people like and keep on building on that. Because you need to be able to say, boom, this is this is the new progression system. This is what we're doing. And it's really robust. Yeah, not have the microtransactions, you know, a necessity for the you know, progression system just as, you know, complementary item. Exactly. It needs to be it needs to complement the gameplay itself or the look of the game, that kind of thing. If not, it's gonna be very hard to spin that into a good story as as the press or as EA trying to control everything, like control the story. So microtransactions are something that will stay in Battlefront 2. It's going to spread throughout the whole gaming community. It's amazing that Battlefront 2 took it out at launch, which is when they usually get most of the money for things like that, especially pay-to-win. If there's a big pay-to-win game, all most of the sales are done throughout the first month or two. And we haven't had microtransactions since the game launched. So, several months without that. So it's going to be a struggle to get that something that we want to do. I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast. You can also support the show by going to utini.com slash battlefront and getting the book bag there. Yeah, and if you use code SWB Podcast, you'll be able to get $5 off the whole subscription. So it evens out to be about $16 a month. So definitely go check that out. It's a great way to support us. Or if you got all the books, you can support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefront podcast, or through PayPal if you like PayPal. PayPal.me slash tie dye sheep. T Y E D Y E S H E E P. Friend of the podcast, Daniel. Help support us through PayPal. Wanted to say he loves the podcast. Really appreciate his support. Shout out to Daniel. And if you have extra money that you'd like to use to support our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Helps us out so much. Helps us to keep on doing this podcast and bringing you the quality and two episodes a week that we do each week. It's really helpful. Check that out in the description. Or if you don't have any money to spend at all, not a problem at all, leave us a review. Our, our The newest review that we've got there is kind of, uh, it's kind of bad. So if you'd like to help us out, we would really, really appreciate if you went over there and left us a positive review through iTunes. The one we have up there that's the newest 
from uh, this, this wonderful person who hates our podcast left us a review on there. So if you'd like to help us, those reviews are is a great way. If you like the podcast, definitely let other listeners know and let us know and let us know how we can improve. We'd always appreciate that. So definitely check that out. Link will be in the description. Head over to iTunes, leave us a review. It's always helpful. And again, our podcast is 100% free. So any support that we can get is great to have. Check out our Discord in the the description as well, because that's a great place to just hang out and talk Battlefront. It's really a cool community of uh, listeners, Battlefront players, and friends of the podcast. Also, shout out to, even if you don't like the game and you listen, we really appreciate it. Shout out to Gregory and DJ Royski, who, even though they're, they're, the playing of the game has waned for them, they still listen to the podcast and we really appreciate it. Also, all, we've gotten a couple really great emails and tweets about the podcast, and we really, really appreciate it so much. It uh, makes my day whenever you say, hey, I like the podcast, been listening for last since last week or since you started. It really makes it my day whenever you reach out and say that. So if you want to, we've got several ways to do that, one of which is our email. Battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. So if you just want to talk Battlefront or have a topic that you want us to cover, hit that email. Our YouTube channel is the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your week, your day, and giving us the opportunity to talk about Battlefront each week. It's always a great time talking about a game that we love and just want to be improved. As always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.